0: Welcome to So You Wanna Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Wanna Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah and Chapel. Yes, it is I still. And we're gonna to talk today about how to think about money and how to manage your money as a business owner. Now Before we go any further, disclaimer I am not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. I'm not a financial advisor. Choose your own adventure here, my friends. This is me talking from my personal experience and, of course, having worked with hundreds and hundreds of small business owners. But a lot of this is, you know, is opinion. So take it, take it as you will. But when we're talking about money as a business owner, there's a first layer that we get to explore, which I'm kind of excited about, which is what you believe about money. Now what you believe dictates what is possible for you in this world. We have a whole episode about that about the number one thing that is getting in the way of your success. So we'll link that up in the show notes. But your beliefs are dictating how you are perceiving the world around you. It's wild stuff, right? All a belief is, is a thought and an emotion repeated over time. It actually becomes hardwired in your brain as a neural pathway that resides in your subconscious mind, and it is dictating how your brain processes information. Your brain actually seeks to affirm what you believe. It has a confirmation bias using your reticular activating system when it looks at the world around you. So what we believe about money or anything else will dictate to a large extent what we find to be true about money, about what evidence that we see. So as business owners, especially spiritual business owners, one of our first things is to start to notice, what do we actually believe about money? What is our relationship to money? What do you think is possible with money? What are you afraid will happen if you have more money or have less money? What do you think about people who have money, right? So, I want to kind of like lay that as this like a blanket here that we're going to build on top of today. You build on top of blankets, I guess if you're doing like a picnic or something. Our picnic of money management will be on top of the blanket of belief. There we go. But I encourage you to check out that other episode. And those of you that are in the Holistic Business Academy, you know we have an entire couple of lessons about this. So, go check those out in the Become Pillar. But if you're not, you can check out our episode as well. So, We have this first layer, which is like what you believe about money is going to dictate what is possible for you. But I also want to talk about from a more practical perspective, how we should think about money as business owners or what I have found the most useful. Step one is starting to get super clear on how you're paying yourself. You guys, way too many small business owners think about money as if and like how they're paying themselves about the way they used to be paid when they had a quote unquote normal job. Being paid something like $15 an hour is very different, like very different when you are employed by somebody else than if you are working in your own business. Why? First of all, as a business owner, and when you are working for somebody else, that business owner, they are taking on all of the risk of the business. They are taking on, of course, a lot of the reward as well, right? If the business does really well, they make more money. You still get paid $15 an hour, but they're taking on the risk. Well, now you're a business owner, which means you're taking on the risk. And if you're charging $15 an hour for your services, and I'm just picking that because that should be the minimum wage in the United States, hello. If you're charging $15 an hour for your services, keep in mind that there's a lot of hours when you aren't actually doing active services, right? You as a business owner, you only get paid when somebody buys something from you. You don't get paid by the hour, right? Right. Um, I mean, like, like for like an eight hour day, you get paid when you have an actual task or transaction with a customer. So for example, for me, like, I don't get paid to make this podcast, right? I use that example a lot. No one's sitting here paying me $15 an hour to make this podcast. Uh, No, (laughs) the podcast is something that I do on my time as a business owner that I invest in, but I don't get paid for. Now does the podcast result in things that pay for me 110%. I get paid when somebody joins my membership, when somebody hires me to work with me one-on-one, when someone joins one of my courses or programs, when someone buys a reading or whatever it is, right? But I don't get paid for the tasks that enable that to happen. So our first step is starting to think about when do you actually get paid? What are you actually paying yourself? A really cool way to think about this that I've learned from a couple of my teachers is to look at how much money you want to make in a year in your business, what is that number for you? Maybe that's 40,000, maybe that's 100,000. Maybe it's more. How much money do you want the business to make? And then divide that by the number of hours that you are working. You can look at I think there's a rough estimate that there's about like 2,700 uh, working hours um, in, a, in a year, so you can use that number. You could also look at just how many hours you're working, right? How many hours are you dedicating to your business, both with customers or clients, and also like admin stuff or making podcasts. That'll let you know what your hourly wage should be. And let's see, actually, average working hours in the year would be closer to 2080, if we're looking at like a traditional 40-hour work week. That means that if you want, if you have a hundred thousand dollar business, your time is worth $48 an hour, right? That's covering all of the time that you're working. So, I encourage you to do that math for yourself and then start to figure out with how much revenue you're generating, what are you actually paying yourself? What are you actually valuing your time at? Because if you are doing like $10 an hour tasks and you're charging people $10 an hour, you're definitely not going to make the money that you're looking to make as a business owner. Now, there's some nuance here for sure, and this is not to at all to like, you know, snuff on work that is paid less hourly. But keeping in mind that again, as a business owner, you're only paid when somebody actually transacts with you. So your what you're charging, ultimately what you are getting paid, what you are choosing to set your rates at needs to reflect the fact that you are working hours that you are not paid for directly by a customer. So that's something for you to start to tease apart for yourself. The second thing is to look at what you're actually paying yourself in terms of like what you're drawing out of your business. Now again, not an accountant, not going to talk about like business structures and things, but how much do you actually pay yourself? What is your profit essentially? We, We can use that kind of as like the broad term. You know, people use, people use profit in such a funny way. We talk about like profiting off of something. All profit means is like what's left over after your business expenses are paid. If you're a sole proprietor, or essentially you um, you don't run payroll in your business, then all of the profit, everything after business expenses is your money. That's what you get paid. That's what you get taxed on, at least in the United States. So profit is just the actual money after expenses. It's I mean, obviously there are companies that are making very large profits and, and there, there's there's some things we can look at there, but for most small business owners, that's just what you get paid, okay? And if you have different business structures, that can look a little bit different. But what are you actually paying yourself? Are you keeping track of that? Or are you just drawing things out of your business without paying attention? Are you just transferring from your business bank account? Or maybe you don't even have a business bank account, so you, you actually aren't sure how much money is coming in. Some of this is like the practical, like, I highly recommend doing your bookkeeping. You should talk to a bookkeeper or accountant to get things set up properly. But some of this is also you being clear on how much money you actually need to make and what lifestyle you want to have. I've had a lot of small business owners jump into their business without being clear on how much money they want to make to pay for their own lives. We hear people like, I want a six-figure business, or I want a this, or I have that, but it's not really grounded in the lifestyle they want or the goals that they have. That makes that money kind of vague. It makes it hard for us to actually um, take action towards it. Just saying you want a number doesn't actually motivate most of us. It's like, it's just a number. It doesn't trickle down into your life unless you make that clear, but the first step is figuring out what do you actually need to make? What do you actually need to pay yourself every month to pay your bills? Do you know how much your bills are every month? Like as a human, you may, but I find a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't want to look at that. But the second part here in terms of managing your money as a business owner is also deciding how quickly, if your business does grow as it will, how how much more do you want to pay yourself and how quickly do you want to do that? You know, people are I don't usually talk about this, but I'm going to now. I don't pay myself very much, <laughs> right? I, I don't pay myself very much. I actually just pay myself enough to cover my bills. I have some flexibility because I can pay myself more if I need to. Uh, if I have like a trip or something coming up or um, a, ma- a major expense, like when my dog ate rat poison, she's fine. But, you know, emergency vet bill. <laughs> I have some I have some flexibility, but I pay myself um, not a lot of money. I pay myself just enough to to maintain my current lifestyle. And, you know, this is such a personal decision, but I just want to kind of open the door for you to explore what you want here. We hear all the time about people, you know, like winning the lottery and then like being broke again in a couple years or folks like making it being famous. See this a lot with like with athletes and movie stars, right. Who like have a big paycheck and then are totally broke. And there's a lot of different reasons for it. It's really interesting kind of psychologically. But one of the things that happens is that people have a tendency to upgrade their lifestyle really fast when money comes in um, without really being mindful of, of how that money is going to continue to flow. And as a business owner, this is true as well. I know for me that one of the first things I did do was start spending more money on my health. And I've talked about that in other episodes. So I won't go super into it, but like I hadn't been to a doctor in years. I have a lot of health problems. I was like I had to get an insurance, I'm going to the doctor, I'm working with a nutritionist. Like I had to like take care of myself. That meant that I was spending more money in my personal life, not in my business life. But overall, I have kept my lifestyle the same. Some of you know we moved. We moved into a bigger apartment, actually in the same house we were in. It is much bigger. And just to be candid, guys, my rent is $100 more a month <laughs> than it was before. I, um, I, I, One of the reasons I really wanted this apartment was because I could continue to keep my rent costs really low. That's been very high priority for me is to maintain a low cost of living um, so that I have more flexibility in my business. These are just things for you to start to ask yourself, what, what are your priorities for you? For you getting a, a place, a new apartment or a house or buying a house, that might be like super high priority. And you want to plan for that in terms of how you're paying yourself in your business. You want to plan for the lifestyle that you want and need. If you have kids and you need to put money away for school, if you have health stuff, whatever that is, if you need if you need savings, if you need whatever. Start to get clear on what your goals are. But for me personally, I have kept my lifestyle indicators very much the same, right? I, I did, like I bought a car. I bought the car I've been driving for three years leasing. Right, I didn't like buy a new car. Um, and again, that's not that's fine. It's just for me. I would rather have extra money to put back into the business, and we'll talk about that in a second. But being clear on your lifestyle, what you need, what when you're able to pay yourself more, you would actually buy with that money or save with that money, so it doesn't just like slippy slidey away because that's really easy to do. And I'm sitting here like I keep my expenses low. That doesn't mean that when my business started growing. And I was able to go full time, but I didn't at first like spend money on stuff that I wasn't really paying attention to. I totally did. I was like, oh, I can do whatever I want in the grocery store now. I'm gonna buy all of this thing. But I was able to kind of start to self-assess and realize, okay, like that actually doesn't matter to me as much as having money to spend in other areas or money to hire with or money to invest in my business. So getting clear on what those lifestyle things are for you and what you need. The other thing to start to think about is how do you feel about risk as a business owner? There are a lot of ways to manage business money. Um, A really popular one is a book called Profit First, which a lot of people find super soothing, and we can totally link that up in the show notes. You can see that. I don't like Profit First because it doesn't allow a lot of room for risk-taking, and I'm actually a pretty high-risk person as a business owner. I'm not a high-risk person outside of my business, which makes no sense at all, but as a business owner, I'm a risk-taker. Risk-taking as a business owner, of course, there's times you fall on your face, but a lot of times that's where the reward is, It's people who are willing to take a risk, willing to try something new, whether that's financial or whether that is just like, you know, trying something people haven't done before, not worrying what people think of you, all those fun things. But a lot of the reward in a business is in the risk taking. And I am somebody who takes higher financial risks as a business owner. I do that because like we talked about at the beginning, I believe in myself. So we talked at the very beginning, like our, our, our picnic blanket of belief One of the things that is exciting as a business owner is for you to work on your belief around whether or not you believe you can make more money. (laughs) If you spend money on something and it doesn't work, do you believe that you can make it back? Do you believe that you have what it takes? I believe you have what it takes. I know you do. Being a business owner means that we get to create wealth and abundance. We get to create money. You put an offer out and people buy it. (laughs) It's the coolest thing. But We have to believe in ourselves enough. We have to recognize that not everything we put out is gonna sell the way we want it to. And we have to keep picking ourselves up off the ground and doing it again and again. That's what being a business owner is, right? We make something, we sell it, and then we have to either make it again or readjust and make something new. But if you don't believe in your ability to make money or you haven't seen evidence of it yet and you're finding that that's getting in the way, or maybe you're newer in business or you haven't quite hit your stride, which is, again, totally normal, it can be harder to take risks. But I'm at a place where I'm really confident in my ability to recoup on my risks if I have a loss. Um, Now, I'm very mindful. I don't spend more money than I have, for example, right? Um, I am um, very conscious of my risk-taking. But just, you know, for example, I'm someone who invests heavily in coaching. I spend a lot of my money in getting support, uh, coaching and strategy support and mindset support and community support because I can't do this alone. Right, I like. I literally cannot take care of my brain well enough alone to run a business of this size and where I want it to go. I need help. So I spend a lot of money on that. I spend money that is more than, like, I would say percentage wise what I would recommend to somebody if I were being like normal, like account, like thinking of like my books in a normal way. But I don't think of my books in a normal way. I know when I make big investments that I, as a human, that risk-taking action, that pushes me to take big action, that pushes me to try new things. If I'm like, ah, fuck, I committed to making this massive payment every month, right? Maybe some of you have hired coaches that felt that way or who have invested in softwares or invested in school or further education. Like, well, I, I spent that money, so I I, I got to go do something. I got to take action. I got to create change. <laughs> that is how I feel, and that's how I respond. I'm very motivated by making investments, I have found myself, and by that that level of risk-taking activity. And yeah, you may be different. It's super important for you to know your own risk threshold, um, and I've, I've found mine over the past couple years. And for me, making investments that stretch me to some extent really helps me to up level because I rise to the occasion. But that's because I also do believe in my ability to make more money. I have several years of evidence now that I can consistently create revenue. I have amazing recurring revenue every month thanks to my membership site and payment plans. I'm a huge fan of payment plans as a side note. They are risky, right? Every once in a while you have somebody who doesn't pay. I've had some people who haven't completed payment plans and that always sucks. But overall, it means that I can plan and assess a lot better um, for risk taking in my business because I know that I have a certain amount of money basically guaranteed to come in every month. So, that amount of risk taking when it comes to your money is something for you personally to explore. But as I said, just to kind of like put that back into this like caveat, and caveat is how I think about it my living expenses are very low. (laughs) What it actually costs for me to survive, like as a human, is really low. And that's on purpose. And I'm like super grateful for it, but it's also extremely calculated, which means that when I take risks in my business, my life, my like ability to buy food is, and like how I pay my rent is not affected. So that, that for me has been really important. That was my first baseline was like, I need my needs met. Um, And, and there was a long time in my life, I mean, a couple of years where that was not easy to do. And I went into a lot of debt and I had a lot of problems. So some of you know like I was paying my rent on a credit card, which you can do, it turns out. So that for me is is really important. The risk taking I'm taking is above and beyond uh, like what I need to pay to take care of myself and my health and my family. So the final piece that I want to talk a little bit here is about what to actually spend your money on as a business owner. Because one of the cool things, or something I really love is both from like kind of a magical perspective of intention setting, but also from a practical perspective is making sure that the money that you're making actually has a job, that you have an intention for it. So we mentioned this a little bit in the beginning, right? What do you want to spend your money on? What is the lifestyle that you want, right? Maybe you are like, oh my God, I really need a new fucking car, right? Or I want to start putting X amount away every month for my kid to go to college or whatever, right? When we know where the money is going, it's actually easier to make it because the motivation is no longer about just hitting a random number, it's about what that provides. I want to be able to tithe 10% every month. I want to be able to hire people locally, you know, and pay them a proper living wage. Whatever whatever stokes your goat, is that a thing? Okay, I'm sorry. Like quick side note. Guys, do I mix metaphors all the time or is it like I mean, I just say weird shit, right? I don't mean to. But I do it every once in a while, like, Stokes Your Goat. Is that real? Anyway, come let me know on Instagram. Is Stokes Your Goat real? I really need to know. (laughs) And and side note, end aside, our our footnote is done. We want to do the same thing in our business. What is the job of that money in your business? So prioritizing spending by actually planning for what you want to spend on helps you to actually save more money. Y'all, I mean... I know I'm like 50 years late to this, but a couple months ago, I started using um, the app You Need a Budget, Y-N-A-B, which has like this baseline rule that every dollar has a job, that every dollar is assigned to a job. There's no money floating around in your bank account. And like as a witch, I fucking love that. Like, oh my God, yes. It's like everything has like intention behind it. Every dollar that comes into my account has a job. And I do that for my business now and for me personally. And it has saved me so much money. It's actually wild. Like, it's not not because, like, my income has changed drastically because, like, money doesn't, like, go and escape into little hidey holes anymore. Anyway, I love that app. We can link it up in the bio. Um, There's, like, a 30-day, like, free trial, which got me totally hooked. But we want to do the same thing in our business and prioritize spending. This is an opinion. Again, you can do whatever the fuck you want. We want to prioritize spending that actually leads to growth. leads to making more money, spending money to make money, or that dra- that improves customer experience, or that saves you time, which as we talked about at the beginning, right, if you think about how much you're actually paying yourself per hour, or should be thinking about paying yourself per hour, um, based on how much money your business is making, saving time is saving money, time is your most valuable resource as a business owner. So what spending actually is valuable in your business? Something that I love spending money on definitely are ads. I love ads. I love Facebook ads. I love Instagram ads. But I have to say this because I know that's like the first thing people think about. Oh, I have a little bit of extra. I'm going to spend money on ads. Ads money only works if it is backing a strategy that has a proven return on investment. Do not just spend money on ads because you have money lying around in your bank account. It is the biggest fucking waste. You can give I I am like so passionate about this because first of all, Facebook ads in particular, they are trying to make you waste money. <laughs> they want you to spend money. They don't care if you get the result that you want. That is on you, right? All you're paying them for is access to their audience. Which means that you need a clear ads strategy to ensure that you're actually going to make your money back and more. You need to know how much you can afford to spend on a particular lead, um, but i like acquiring a new potential customer. You have to know how much each of your customers are worth. And like just boosting a post is like the biggest way it's throwing money down the drain. That was my soapbox. But when you have a clear ad strategy, and I'm going to be like super upfront about this. If you are not someone who is just kind of like a natively like techie person who can just like look at something and get it, Facebook ads is going to be challenging for you. And that is okay take a course, get some help. Liz Melville is my go-to for Facebook ads, has been for a couple of years. And we're actually in a mastermind together. Now we can link her uh, website up in the show notes. Liz is fucking brilliant. She's also Scottish, which means she has the greatest accent. And as my family is from Scotland, I just get a huge kick out of it. But Liz is brilliant. Her course is brilliant. Do not spend money on ads until you know what you're doing, or you have somebody helping you with them. Then it, it is a waste of money. We want to make sure we're getting a return on our investment, right? Business owners don't spend money just to spend money they spend money to get an ROI, a return on investment. I'm also a big fan. And this is not like step one in your business. We have a whole episode of business on a budget where I talk about all the shit you do not need (laughs) to start your business. But once your business is growing, and you have some extra money, spending money on software that makes your life easier, and thus is saving you time or improving customer experience is so worth it. I think software is one like the like, you don't need a ton it's not a place to like waste money. It's really easy to chase bells and whistles, but to have things work correctly in your business without you constantly having to like move widgets around is worth money because it's saving you time. It's saving you stress. If you have a team, it's making it easier to collaborate with your team and it's probably making your customer experience better. So a handful of the softwares that we use Uh, we use Missive, which is super inexpensive shared inbox software that I use with my assistant who does all of the customer support emails. And it's great because they don't have to log into like different email clients or anything, they just get to use the email software. And it's super easy, you can have saved emails, it's easy to assign people to stuff to chat, I love it. And it's like really inexpensive for like the functionality. That piece of software saves us so much time. I love missive. Um, we recently moved to ClickUp, which I talked about before. Uh, I do um ClickUp has a paid version, which we use, but you don't need it paid. I love ClickUp. It is our project management software. And that was a really worthy investment for us at this juncture in our business. Oh my god, just like life-changing has made it so much easier to do client management. We use it to actually Manage the entire Holistic Business Academy Facebook group so that we can actually keep track of um, customer goals and like support people intimately, even in a really large group. Like it's awesome. Um, I mean, we set up an entire workflow for that, but but having software that actually like makes those things easy is so good. Yeah, those are the big ones that we did recently. Oh, I actually also have upgraded or not upgraded, just changed to a new email software. If you all have heard me talk before, I do love ConvertKit. I still strongly support ConvertKit for most business owners, but for those of you that are looking to scale beyond six figures um, in an online business—one that probably includes things like evergreen sales funnels or more like more robust sales automations—we um, just moved, or in the process at the time of the recording, we're moving to ActiveCampaign, uh, which has, oh my God, just features that make me weak at the knees. I just like, you do not need this. Like, if you're in your first couple of years of business or your business is primarily selling physical products, stuff like that, you do not need this. But for some of the stuff we're building into our business, we do need more robust automations. Um, and okay, nerd alert. So, Active Campaign will actually talk directly to your Facebook ads audiences to create custom audiences. If you don't know what any of those words mean, just ignore it. If you do know what those words mean, y'all, what a fucking game changer! So excited. We don't actually need that yet, but like down the road, I'm like, oh, okay. So for me, like, I mean, yes, I'm totally a tech nerd in case you didn't figure that out by now, but investing in software that saves money and saves time is totally a great, like for me, a great ROI. And of course the other thing to invest in is team. Get yourself some fucking help, right? People are are trying to try to do everything on their own. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it on your own. Get yourself some help. As I said before, I mean, I invest heavily in myself. I'm taking courses all the time. I am doing trainings. I am getting a lot of support, which I didn't have at the beginning of my business. Again, to be like super clear, right? Because I didn't have any fucking money. But now I'm able to do that. And I it's just life changing for me but also I'm able to have people help me with my business. I don't do everything myself anymore. Thank gosh. Which at the end of the day, not only saves me time and money, but it also improves customer experience, which is really what matters the most, right? Keeping our customers happy, keeping our clients happy, helping them to really get the results that they are paying us for. So that's another great place to invest. And like team is an investment. You know, you are paying people to learn new things, to build skills and it is an investment, but it even it's just, so, it's just so totally worth it. So those are some of the things that I recommend thinking about spending your money on. But the biggest thing is to really get clear on what is going to bring an ROI for you. What is going to bring you a return on that investment either in terms of more time, more money, and imp- improve customer experience also at the end of the day does also bring back more money. Happy customers tell more customers about you. Though, of course, just from like an ethical standpoint, because you're a soul-centered entrepreneur, you want to make sure your customers are having like the best experience possible. So I hope that this has helped you kind of start to think about your money a little bit differently. Um, I hope that my transparency around like what I actually like spend my money on is helpful. And I hope, you know, starting to think about your lifestyle desires. And like, I think I said this already, but guys, like you don't need to want to, you know, keep your rent cheap. Like that's just like something I do because my goals down the road, like I would rather pay cheap rent now, right? Like just being mindful that like we each have our own needs and our own desires and that you should be thinking about those. You should be taking those into account to make sure that you're actually building a business that's going to support the life that you want and the things you want to invest in. All right, y'all, I will see you next week. If you have any thoughts on this, come on over to Instagram. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you, especially about the, was it stoke your goat? Yeah, whatever that was, I definitely need some help there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye for now.